talking right now to KJ52, who just celebrated a birthday and just wrote a new book and published it. Hello, sir. I sure did. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So are you doing Camp Courageous? What camp are you doing right now? Camp Electric. Oh, Camp Electric. Okay. Yeah, it's Tilt Max Music Camp. Very cool. Uh, Yeah. I'm just trying to get to his level someday. <laughs> so are you imparting your wisdom onto a bunch of young people? Or are you having wisdom imparted onto you, or is it a little bit of both? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been doing it for almost 10 years. This camp is for music kids, so a lot of them are, you know, there to learn how to play an instrument or play it better. My role is a little unique because I'm the only hip-hop teacher, I guess you could say. So I do a free time class, teach about, you know, freestyling or how to harness their creativity or... You know, if they wanted to rap, this is how you can do it. So it's a little bit of everything. I'm having a blast. It's one of my favorite camps. I've been doing it, yeah, I think coming up in 10 years now. That's a long time. Yeah. Once again, we're talking to KJ52 and uh, just celebrated a birthday. So uh, Gen Xers, let's go. (laughs) I'm just excited because it's like, you know, that's the one thing that I've always appreciated about you is like with your music or anything. It's like I so get what you're talking about because we're, we're close to the same age. It's like, yep, yep. Been there, done that, got the, you know, got the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gen X is the forgotten generation, but they're not going to forget us now because we're running things. So, yep. like it or not, you're stuck with us. Yeah, we're the entrepreneurs, the innovators, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, ambition, you just wrote a new book, and dude, the title, I just love it. So, what happened was... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so tell us, um, number one, what precipitated this book and uh, what are some of the nuggets that we can find in there without giving too many spoilers? Right. Um, I mean, I've wanted to do this for a long time. Writing doesn't necessarily come easy for me. It's, it's a little too slow. The way my brain tends to work, I need an audience. You know, I've always kind of been like that. But yeah, I just, over the years, had a lot of stories of things happening. And, and just like you said, it's like they were all stories. Well, you, did that really, what, what really happened? Like, well, what happened was, and then it kind of went from there. And so that was the concept, is that I would take just some of my favorite stories and put them together. And then I just couldn't find a way to write it because, again, you know, people actually are grown-ups who actually go to school and learn how to write properly. <laughs> I was not blessed like that. So someone suggested, why don't you talk about it, record the audio? And I said, oh, that's perfect because I can talk all day. I would basically get someone to interview me. I would record the audio, transcribe the audio. Then I would give it to somebody to re-edit and they would put it into a just a more story-driven, readable format, and then I'd re-edit it again. And then, just because I like pictures, I put a bunch of pictures <laughs> to go with the story. So it's kind of, my goal was to make it immersive, to put you in the story. And that's what they are, the 23 true stories, 23 different situations, they are in order. So in some ways it is biographical, but I kind of hacked it. I figured out how to do it. And I wanted it to sound like I was telling you the story, so that's kind of how it reads. But I'm very proud of it. So once again, we're talking to KJ52 about his new book. So what happened was, okay, so here's the question for you. Why 23? Was that like the magical number or something like that? Or, you know, or is it just those happen to be the 23 best? Or what's the story behind that? I ran out of money. So, no, it wasn't exactly that. But it was basically that I think originally I was going to do, you know, 52 stories from KJ52. As I was starting to do it, I'm like, this book is going to end up being 400 pages if I do that. So 23 just kind of ended up being the right length. And, and I'll be honest with you, I wrote a book for people like myself who don't really read books. And that's why, you know what I mean? And so it just clocks in about 130 pages. I put in, you know, a book of, of lists, chapter of lists, you know, stuff I think is cool. is isn't necessarily a, a story chapter. And, you know, it's a crowdfunded book. So at some point I had to be like, well, that's enough of the crowdfund. <laughs> 
But yeah, that was it. That was the only reason. And there's other stories I didn't tell, but honestly, that ended up being the majority of the stories. So once again, we're talking to KJ52 about his brand new book. So what happened was, all right. So you said that you have a chapter on lists. I will yeah. get to that here in a moment. But I'm number one, like without giving away again too many spoilers. What is some of the content in the book of like some of the things that you talked about as far as your stories? Well, I only had two requirements of a story. I said one that it had to be a positive story. Meaning there's a lot of negative things that I could talk about, but I chose not to. You know what I mean? I wanted it to feel positive. And I also had to have a story that had a resolution. So a lot of it also revolved around things that I get asked about all the time, obviously. Stuff like Dear Slim or stuff like how do you get started or, you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, frequently asked questions. That's really where it came from. But I had started compiling the stories for months. Every time I think of something, I was like, ah, that's something I should tell. I put it down. I probably had about 60 different ones to pick from, but instead of me picking the stories, I actually gave it to somebody who did the interview. I said, you pick what you think is interesting, because I wanted it to come from the perspective of someone who has never heard it or didn't know, and that's how it worked out. Once again, talking to KJ52, an interesting way of writing your book, talking about some of the topics in there. Okay, getting back to lists. I'm curious, what kind of lists do you make? Because I'm one that also makes lists. That's how I'm able to function in my job. That and coffee and Jesus. (laughs) Yes. It's funny you say that because that's how that chapter starts off. It says, I love lists. (laughs) Every day I write myself a to-do list and then work backwards on it. You know, again, the list chapter was a great way to answer questions that I felt like didn't really necessarily warrant a chapter. So people go, oh, what's your favorite song? You know, what's your favorite song you ever wrote? Well, rather than answering that in one chapter, which would be silly, I just put my five or favorite songs I did. You know, oh, what's your favorite movie? Okay, here's five of my favorite movies. So it was more like a, almost like a Q&A, you know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of it had to do with me asking my fans, you know, while I was working on the book, what are some things you want to see in here? What's some things that you would want to know? What's some things that you have a question about? And yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. You know what I mean? If someone's fascinating to me, I love to know what they're fascinated with. Once again, we're talking to KJ52 about his new book. So what happened was, and of course, he launched the book right around in conjunction with your birthday. And aside from launching the book, what else did you do for your birthday? Did you do like something big, something small, something in between? You know, honestly, I wish I could say I was, I did something like phenomenal. For my 44th birthday, I did 44 things I've ever tried. I just went to dinner. <laughs> so to say, make something up, dude. <laughs> I know, right? That's how embarrassed. No, I, I felt like at that point, I'll be honest with you. The only thing I wanted to do, but I didn't get to do, that I wish I would have done, was I was trying to launch this. It was a version of the audiobook that was an interactive version. And basically, it, it came down to it didn't upload. <laughs> so I have another version of the audiobook that's going up, and it is a scored version of the audiobook. So I'm reading the story, but you get the music behind it. Then I put things on there like, you know, my first demo or my first song I ever rapped. So it's really like a musical audio journey. That's the thing I wanted to do. Unfortunately, it's just delayed, but they'll get to hear it soon. Well, think of it just like stretching out your birthday a little bit further. You know, like how some people there like that's like, it's my birthday month. And then like all month, they do something like once a week or they like do something every day if they're really ambitious. Yeah. The people like that, they got to move on. <laughs> I, I don't like that. Once again, we're talking to KJ52 about his brand new book. Uh, let's switch gears, though, here a little bit uh, before we let you go, because we know that you've got uh, kids to make an impression upon. But music, I'm noticing you're, you're hanging out with the uh, Poetics, and uh, we've yeah. been playing your song uh, Flex, not only with uh, the Poetics, but uh, Dre Murray. So what's this collab going on with you and the Poetics? Give us this, the story on that. 
It's funny you say that because we just did the first kind of like concert last night. You know, it's weird when you're around as long as I am, you actually start to pick up people that were just kids when you started. So in other words, he was like a kid, just a kid in high school. And then years later, he makes beats. We ended up connecting. He's like, oh, here's some beats. Here's some other beats. He just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. And so, you know, man, why don't we just do like one project together? And it just was something I wanted to do. And so I said, you know what? I'm trying to do this book. You want to do some more music? Let's time it, time it together. Let's put it together. And then last night we did the first performance as that set. And uh, one of the guys that's on the song, his name is Zay Hill. I guess because I've been so solo for so long, I forgot how the dynamics work as a group. But man, it killed. It absolutely killed. It was so fun. And actually, I'm leaving to go do my class. He'll be in there with my class. We've been talking about what it means to be, you know, a producer. Because a producer, in a lot of ways, is like the canvas, and the artist is the paint. And it's fun to watch these young, like, artist music kids get into it. So It sounds like a lot of fun. And I know, like, yeah. it's interesting that you say you've been solo for so long. But then, you know, I see you... And I've seen kind of like the extension of, you know, people that you have been out with. Okay, so you and then George Moss and then, you know, George yeah. is investing in Beacon Light and then Beacon is investing in people. But then I also see George investing in a young man named Kiwi. And uh, these yeah. are all guys that it's kind of cool because they, they're all like within the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, which is the area yeah. that I kind of grew up in. So it's been very interesting to see that. But it's like, you know, then you're doing you because George is kind of doing his thing, you know, and he got married and had a baby and all this yeah. stuff like that. You know, and Beacon's, you know, a new dad and all this stuff. Kiwi's about to be a dad. And it's like all these things going on. So it's kind of fun to see it come full circle with you uh, reaching out with these guys now. You just nailed it. You are absolutely right. The goal always was that people would have their own thing, that you're 300% correct. Yeah, if I brought somebody on the road, you know, I saw something special in them, but I was always with the hopes that they would make their own mm -hmm. thing. And even when Zay came up, he's, again, he's a guy that's on two of the song. And I say kid, because to me he's a kid, but he's like probably early 20s. But it's the, the excitement level that they're at just to come on stage and like, I took them like maybe a block in my car. They're like filming in the car as if it was, I was giving them like a limo ride. And I just thought, sometimes you forget as an artist how, how that feels. That's just that young wonder that you have where everything is exciting and everything is like the most amazing thing. You become like an old goat <laughs> and you get crusty. But man, it just reminds me of that. It reminds me of how important that is to never lose that youthful exuberance. And that's why I keep these younger guys around me to just always keep me pointed back to that, you know. Once again, we're talking to KJ52, talking about his new book. So what happened was talking about him being mentor, collab to all these young bucks, if you will. One more question before we let you go and, and teach and everything with uh, with Camp Electric. So the song Flex, that's a song that we've been playing, of course, the Poetics and Dre Murray on that. What's the story behind the song as far as what kind of message you guys were trying to convey and maybe even collab as far as like how you put the music together, you know, and all, yeah. those, all the behind the scenes juicy details? Yeah, well, again, it's funny you say that because Dre is someone who's, I think he's around maybe 10 years younger, maybe a little less than that, than I am. And so when I was first starting, and this was like early 2000, I remember him sending me his demo and then us kind of connecting a couple years later. And so that was literally the first collaboration song we did. That was the first song I did with Poetics that kind of went with that. And I'll be honest, part of it is I just know my limitations, you know, trap music, Southern rap, whatever you want to call, you know, this new style. I can do it in my own version, but there's parts where I just go, you know what, this isn't authentic if I do this. So that's when I go, hey, Dre, can you kick this hook? I wrote the hook, but can you do this hook better? You know, that's really what it came down to. But yeah, it's me and him had both been through some stuff, and it was kind of like, you know what, 
rather than feeling bad, flex on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, and I kind of know some of the stuff that you've been through, so it's it's nice that you can address it and that you keep yeah. going and that you're still investing in other people. So good on you, bro. Right. And other people are in the same similar boat. You really want to write songs for people's experience, not necessarily yours. It's nice when it overlaps. Indeed, totally. When it overlaps, it's like that's like a god thing. I love that when that happens. Yep. So once again, talking to KT Fob too, his new book, uh, So What Happened Was, and then uh, hanging out with uh, the Poetics and Dre and hanging out with a bunch of youth at camp. Um, if people wanted to find out more about your book, your music, what else is going on with you? Where could they find you on social media? I am KT Fob2 Instagram on Instagram. I am KT Fob2 on Twitter. KTFob2.com is my website. Also, I am KT Fob2 on Facebook. I gave up on Snapchat. I'm too old for that. <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> but, you. Uh, yeah, I've stopped the snaps in the chat. Although um, it'd be but, fun to uh, see you look like a kitty cat, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to move on eventually. Yeah, I've done yes. it. Yeah, that's the best places. Awesome. Hey, well, we appreciate you taking some time out and uh, letting us know what's going on with you. And I uh, super appreciated you coming and hanging out with us uh, a few months ago in Lima. Hopefully we'll see Absolutely. you again with the Poetics out on the road somewhere. Are, are you guys going out on the road? He's a producer, so I'm like, you know, dude, sit at home, keep making beats. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you're in the Nashville area, yes, absolutely. All right, road trip. We'll go to Nashville. There you go.